This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Because niggas know that it's money on the Let it out, my nigga. All right. Gee, not even drunk nothing. Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the tinfoil hat titan, a.k.a. the conspiracy realist, a.k.a. the technology snob Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text him with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, Mr. If You Don't Like Me, Fight Me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man Dame going wild. The West Side Landlord, the pride of PA, High Chief Dame don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dane. Let's go. Welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 135, first one of 2019. Niggas. On you hoes. On you hoes. We've been doing this. This is hoes. It's like a standard now. Facts. You know week in and week out. We, Only thing better than Sunday morning than Jesus is Shop Talk Podcast. Facts. On uh, Saturday morning. Yeah, but I mean, but we get listens on Sunday. Too. Fuck yeah, we do. Uh, man, put me in your play me in your car while you drive to church. While you drive to Club Jesus, play some Dame <laughs> in your car. What's your favorite church song, like ever? Well, I don't know. I think I mentioned this before on the podcast that I used to work at a gospel yeah radio station. So I've listened to like a lot of gospel music. But man, there's a song called "My Soul Is Anchored in the Lord." Man, that's 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 my jam. Yes, that's, yes. that's my jam. Like I yeah. love that song. Yeah, yeah. Like thanks for that. That is literally one of my favorites. But like, uh, not the kind that you can find on the CD or some shit. No, I need to. I need a fat black man to sing it from yeah. the depths of his soul. And literally, there was a big. Reverend Scales, like this is my favorite song I've heard. Like a person in church sing that, and um, I I am very partial to um, Hallelujah, Salvation and Glory. That gets me like, I I turn that shit on. Not that shit. <laughs> you said it. You said it. But man, I turned that on a couple of weeks ago when I was at work. Man, I listened to that for a good two hours, dog, because it like put me in a in a in a certain mood. There's one other song that I rock with. It's a song called A City Called Heaven. Okay. Because I always remember, like, they at my the church I grew up in, like, my grandfather was a pastor. When he stopped preaching, we started going to uh, this church over in the hood where his homeboy was a pastor. At, yeah, yeah. And they used to sing it on first Sunday. Like, I knew, I knew it was time for communion when I heard City Called Heaven. Yeah. And how great is our God. Yeah. Man, that shit. Yeah. Last time I heard you that, keep I was, that. That what? Hey man, listen. This is <laughs> how, how I talk. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know what? It's still about the Lord, in, Jason. In, in 2019, man, don't I'm, don't go making no false proclamations. Listen, fam, I've been thinking about this for a long, long time, 
in 2019, I've read the four agreements a bunch of times. Okay. And I always I, hear you talk about it. I never read it myself. And I recommend I read I recommended this book to two of my homies this week who was going through certain things. Uh one of those. But one of those agreements is be impeccable with your words. And uh I listen to the podcast back sometimes and I'm like, man. Like I'm better than this sometimes. Okay. Not like as content. No, no. Like but I like, could have explained that better. And it's two people who I think are very, very much so impeccable with their words. It's the honorable <clears throat> uh, Louis Farrakhan. Okay. And Khaled Muhammad. Like I admire how they talk, how they address people, how they had no fear in their conversation, and they will just. Pencil whip you to death with a language. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I do. So I'm going I'm to try to be impeccable with my words, man. Okay. I, I think that's that's a resolution that's, that's forget, feasible. Forget resolutions and all that stuff. I don't make resolutions. Saying? I make reservations. <laughs> but, uh, man, it's a good year, man. We we I'm still breathing, so I'm still cheesing. Yeah, man. Year's off to a decent start. I saw it. How was, how was your New Year's Eve and all that? Uh, tame as fuck. I had the kids. Man. So they was in bed like nine thirty, ten o'clock. They did not give one fuck about the ball dropping. Man, I fell asleep on the couch. I woke up, it was twenty nineteen. Man, dog, I was at the crib. <laughs> I was in the bed watching uh freaking Tom Clancy Jack Ryan until like ten o'clock. Got a text and they were like, Well, such and such making me throw a house party, so pull up. I'm like, all right, babe. We was over this playing cards and drinking about four or five of us or whatever. And um, we actually never turned the television on to watch the ball drop. Well, I was looking at my phone like, all right, nigga, y'all got like 30 seconds. And, you know, we was just chilling, con- conversing, uh, drinking, and uh, playing cards, you know. It was a relatively mild. I just knew the I knew the ball drop like when I woke up because niggas was still shooting at like 4 in the morning. Man. Yeah. My, my was, neighbor was letting them go. They was letting them off. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. Uh, that was probably the other than me being an adult. This is part like the 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 t- tamest. I'm just getting to and a I point. And I was okay with it though. Yeah, I'm getting to a point in my life like the new year is really just Tuesday, and I'm cool with that. Yeah, I don't like I, rent is fucking. I mean, mortgage and shit is due. Man, how how horrible was that, dog? For you to have like Christmas, New Year's Eve, and then be like, "Hey, fam, the rent due." First of all, I have Christmas, both my daughter's birthdays, the 26th and the 29th. Then I turn around and it's the first of the month. Man, that's unfair. Who who arranged this? <laughs> How are they both born within the same three days apart? Like the Gregorian calendar is trash. Hey, man, that's like when you're a man and you have a daughter, like it's punishment for the shit that you've done in your life. Each daughter is a bullet in the head of the young nigga that I was. Well, I, I, I think I'm going to have a boy, though. <laughs> I hope you do. I think I'm going to have a boy. I hope you do, because after this week and the shit that I've been watching on TV, man. daughters is stressful. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Yeah, <laughs> man. I got to protect my babies. Even my sons. Like, I just got to protect them all. Facts. Uh, so this week, man, uh, I, I wanted to, you know, ask the shop a couple of things. Yeah, we asked. We threw, like, four or five questions out there throughout the week. Yeah. Got varying answers on all these questions. Yeah. So I'm, you know, but today is about us and what the fuck we think. We gave you a chance. Facts. So I sent you something. I want to start with the one I sent you first. Okay. And uh, 
I guess I'll paint the scenario. Yeah, yeah. Paint, paint the picture. So I, I saw this video come across my timeline. Delicious posted it, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, man. She and, is delicious. And uh, it's a uh, it's a guy who's at a um, a bus stop, and he, like, smacks a young girl. Right. And then another guy gets up, and they start wrestling. I'm thinking, like, oh, shit. My man, like, you know, helping out or whatever. But that didn't seem like to be the case because then he got back in the old girl face and um and hit he hit her again or some shit. Like smacked her twice. Smacked her twice. So they look at the other the the guy like, ain't that your girl? Like, go handle that. And my man was like, I'ma kill you. He you know, it's his I could tell they was from DC, Maryland, because yeah, they got that, 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 that accent. Yeah, I don't know the, the the exact colloquialism that they use, but he basically like That's being good with your words, my nigga. <laughs> Thank you, man. Uh but he basically was like, I ain't playing with you, fam. I'ma kill you, I'ma smoke you, I'ma do whatever, whatever. And then the conversation, the question was like, like as a father, how would you treat your son to react in this situation? Would you treat him, teach him? Cause it was multiple fella guys out there. So do you teach him to protect his girlfriend, get into the altercation, get robbed, shot, killed, jumped, or do you teach him to to like, hey, this is not worth it? Do do you tell him to fight for the girl, respect and honor, or do you tell him like, hey, this is not worth you dying over? I, I got a, a few different perspectives about the situation because my nephew is going through something similar okay. right now with his with his girlfriend, and he's you know, trying to fit not it hasn't gone to the point of her getting hit, but just like niggas saying slick shit to her yeah. and and trying them. Mm-hmm. And he he a young dude, and I know the inner him wants to defend her honor because that's I think that's inherently what you want to do as a man. But you can't fight Everybody. ten niggas. You know what I'm saying? So like he trying to he trying to maneuver through that water. What I will say is, you know. As a father of sons and daughters, yes, I want somebody to protect my daughter and her honor. But also as a man, when you see a situation bubbling up before it gets to the point where the other young dude smacked her, like that's your chance to to intervene and try and calm your lady down and, and calm the situation. Because, you know, maybe you could stop it from getting to the point of, you know, fist being exchanged. Like, Typically fight, and they look like teenagers. So, so a lot of times there's that build up to the fight. Oh, nigga, you ain't gonna do, you so know, all that back and forth. So that's that's a good, that's a really good observation because I'm thinking like, man, this kid can't be no older than 16. Yeah, you know what I mean. How many fights he'd have been into? Like, I, like he probably has never literally don't understand when the fight is about to happen or when when voices get there. Like, who's I don't and at, at fifteen, do you have his? Do you have you ever had a conversation with your son? Like, all right, this is how you de-escalate when the woman like. What I tell my son is like, cause he he was I'm, tenth grade, not yeah, ninth grade. He in tenth, tenth grade. He's not necessarily dating, but he got you know females that can come by the house and all that. You don't like, know what he doing in school, fam. I I don't, and <laughs> I'm not even I'm I'm not even gonna be naive of a parent, cause I mean we was out yesterday and a and a grown woman tried to approach him. So I mean I I get it. Shit shit happens. So uh all I just tell my son is to be aware of your surroundings and the things that's going on. Keep your head on swivel. Be yeah. perceptive. You understand? You you know when an altercation or you can start to sense when an altercation is coming coming about. Like spider, help spider. help remove yourself from that situation. Yeah, that's all. Spider sentences should be tingling. For sure. For sure. Um but I saw some 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 comments on the page. 
Well, let me let me let you continue. So what would you what would you tell them, advise them to do? Hey, man, when you see a situation starting to get out of out of hand, you and your lady, if if she's with you or she's the cause of it, help remove her from the situation, because sometimes that mouthpiece is getting out of control. And when you a young man and people are trying you, especially in front of other people like it, it can escalate quickly. Move Remove her and yourself from that situation. Walk the fuck away. Wait for the next bus. Do whatever you got to do to make sure that you you're not putting yourselves in danger. Now, if it happens to come to an altercation and you and oh you boy, can't you oh, can't avoid it. Oh, boy, smacked your girl already. What what are you advising? You, you, you got to you got to step in. man. You got at least jump in between the middle of them. something. Something you cannot just sit there like a bump on the log and allow this shit to happen because she's loot. It's not even a thing of like I'm not worried about her losing respect for you or Y'all sixteen, yeah, or in the face of your homies because shit, five, three, four years from now you probably won't know these same motherfuckers. But like you, you got you have to. This is the time when you learn to assert yourself as a man. I don't think so. Okay. Well, well, I don't. Well, I don't necessarily think so. Uh, there's. I don't think there's no concrete right answer because at the end of the day, like, dog, this ain't the hill I want my son to die on. Oh no, no, not Pro- at all. Protecting some girl that he met two weeks ago, to his, protecting his little girlfriend from some neighborhood shit that don't that don't matter in real life. Like right. we got real shit out here, and like I don't want my sixteen year old, fifteen year old son to be dead at a bus stop. Because you disrespected his girlfriend. Yeah. Like, as an adult, like, that's something. As an adult, you probably shouldn't do the shit. You know what I'm saying? We got pride, and you 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 stand on your manhood and everything like that. But that's a decision that you can make as an adult. Because you'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to let this happen. Now, whether you should do it or not, you <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But, like, right. I don't know. Because I saw one of the comments that was like, so what would you advise your son to do? And he was like, I... Be a man. He da 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 da. And they was like, so what if the other young man shot your son and you lost your son? Then what would you say? He said, I would say my son went out like a G. No, I'm not cool with. I'm, I'm like, not comfortable with that being I'm like what the conclusion to the story at all. So you more you more concerned with how others view your son or that prideful aspect? Are you like, no, I want my son to come home every day. Every fucking day. Every day. That's all the fuck I care about. And like we living in a different back of the day, I'm comfortable that niggas was just gonna fight, they was just gonna fight. Yeah. I'm not comfortable like that no but more. But shit, back in the day, like niggas was shooting when we was young too. It wasn't that wasn't a go to move. You know what I'm saying? You you've probably we may have heard of, of, of a situation yeah, that had happened. But niggas was still getting shot in the late nineties. I don't know though. I mean, you more you was probably more prone to get jumped or some shit. But like, niggas, I mean, niggas have pistols. You know what I'm saying? I, I, definitely, niggas have pistols. Niggas and pulled out pistols and shit. But at that time, what well, shit? One of my niggas did get. Yeah, facts. But listen, it's more likely that you gonna get jumped and just get you may catch a beating. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But nowadays, well, back in the day, like once you catch the beatings, even when you jumped, it was a little bit different. Like you may catch it. Like these niggas is like your you, your body could be limp. They still kicking you in the face. Yeah. Like that shit different. There was a different level of a respect amongst fighters. Even when you got jumped, it was a different level of respect. You know what I'm you saying? You could probably walk away. Yeah. You could probably get up off the ground. Now you, now you fuck around and be dead out here. And like yeah. I I'm not a hundred percent sure that I'm ready for my child to risk his life fighting over a fourteen year old, fifteen year old girl. Like it's not. 
Now we got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Like it's bigger dangers out there. Shit, I need you to you damn near can't make it home from from fucking police, let alone at a fucking bus stop. Like it was just interesting because I don't know, man. I guess I would probably tell him uh I would in this particular situation, he could have after the smack happened, like, hey sweetheart, we about to get out of here, we're gonna remove ourselves from the situation. Yeah. He was kind of, he was scared, he was shook. Yeah. And, and rightfully so, it was like four or five of them. And he kept saying, I'm going to smoke you. You like, jump in, I'm going to shoot you. And he was like, and I ain't playing. And he ain't look like he was playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you got to kind of take them threats. So, like, you watching that whole situation, and you make a comment like, well, my son would have had to go out like a G. Nigga, what kind of parent is you? Yeah. Man, that's tough, man. Like, I don't know. So, we we'll asked y'all. Like, I mean, what would y'all do? Shit. I know for me... Man, I'm gonna be your at the at the end of the day. I can be very violent, right? But it's never. It's always in um. It's in retaliation, and it's never the offensive. Like I'm not a bully. I'm never gonna be a bully. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get that. And my question is gonna be like, if somebody put their hands on you, defend yourself. Defend yourself, one hundred percent. I'm not sure that I'm ready for you to take on six or seven different people while you 15, 16, maybe. And I know how that sounds, but I need my son to come home. And, like, I'm not 100% sure that he's going to come home because if something happened to my son, now I'm going to prison. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm out Now I'm out in the street searching for, for kids, and I'm doing harm to other kids and shit. Um, I don't like you said. I don't think there's like an easy way to answer that question. But like, I was just surprised by how many. I was surprised. I don't know why I'm surprised, but but the male ego, essentially, the bravado, like, no, nigga, my son, like, fam, this not you. Like, you ain't gotta live your life out through a video game. Like, no, this real life. You you don't get no extra lives with your son. Yeah, this ain't no contra code. You (laughs) can't you can't keep going. Hey man, is. What I'm going to tell him, like looking at it from that perspective, I'm going to say the same thing that if you have an interaction with the police, at the end of the day, the most important thing to me is that you make it home. However, however possible that you make it home. Facts. You got to come home. Yeah. Because I can deal with anything once you walk through the door, but I just need you to make it home, man. Just in one fucking piece. Uh, let me see if I can. Uh, I don't know. I should delicious spell her name on here because it ain't the regular race, so I'm not gonna find. <laughs> um, so the other question that we asked, uh, let's see, which is interesting. Uh, you posted this one, and it said, "Ladies, if the father of your child buys you a house free and clear, you just pay the bills." His only request was not to let men come over there. Would you accept the house? And uh, we had some varied answers. Yeah, most people thought it was like a control technique. Uh, in my opinion, I look at it like I'm I'm still providing for you and the kids. Just like, don't disrespect my house. I mean, I don't know. I don't know because uh, some people. I, I definitely seen a lot of this. Uh, I'm saying there's a, a measure of control and I look at it from my point of view. If I gave my kid's mother a house is for the betterment of her and the children. Yeah. Like 
you know, stack some money up, take care of them, make sure that you and them both have the things that you that you all need. And then, uh, you know, raise them accordingly. Just don't have a bunch of like it's still now like I don't want a bunch of niggas like I can't I can't stop them from dating. Because I believe there that was a lot of comments was like, well, I basically can't, can't move on in my life. Nah, it didn't say that. Go over to that nigga house. Shit, I don't know. Get a hotel room. Just don't. Cause I think so. There's a lot of different ways that you can look at this shit. Uh, would this be a request that I would make? Uh, I'm fairly sure it would not. Right. Right. Um, but I've had conversations with different people who was like, listen, um, I want my child raised in a household because that's still my child. That's our child together, but I want them to raise in a household a certain way. Like some people was like, I'm not my, my child not living with another man. I don't have no issue with until that. y'all married. You That's can't how, you can't tell that woman how to live her life. Like I believe my kid's mother, she's a smart, attractive woman. You know, she gonna move on with her life. Somebody else is going to want her just because shit didn't work out with us. That's don't not, mean it's and. And sometimes, like, you you have to get to know a person. And sometimes you have to allow them into your space in order to successfully get to know them. I don't want them to to stifle their lives because our shit didn't work out. Well, your life ain't got nothing to do with me no more. My responsibility is to this child. And if I want my child not to live in a house with another man, unless y'all married, that's something different. But if you if you tr- you trusted this woman enough to have to have your child, ain't got like, shit to do with trust. Nigga. It, I think it does. Like the trust her to make the, trust her I to make the, okay. Well, trust her to make the right decision with with your child in mind. I'm not. I'm. I don't. I'm. I'm not saying this is this is conversations I've had with other people and they express this. Like if that's the thing that you want for your child, that's it. That, I'm not saying what's right or what's wrong or whatever. So if I say, hey, you can be wherever you want to be, married, blah, blah, blah. Once y'all married, fine. I can my child can live in the house with another with her stepfather, but not another man. Boom. That's just how y'all raise y'all my child. So so would that same rule apply for you? If that was what she like, if that's what if that was her situation. Yeah, because in the situation, the person said was like, look, if she moving in with another guy, then the daughter, the, my, my, my child is coming to live with me. Then my child is only going to live in a home. The only man that my child is going to live in a home with is me. So absolutely. If you want to go in a relationship, that's perfectly fine. The child going to come live with me. That right, wrong, whatever. This happens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is a real situation. So if the situation is. You can be with whoever you want to be with. I don't care about that shit. I want my child to live. If my child going to be living with a man, it's going to be me. So in this house, you can have it free and clear. I'm, I'm responsible for putting room and board and all that stuff like that. Just don't bring no men over here. I mean, that's to, to each his own. I just yeah. don't think it's that. I don't think it's that serious. You know, my ex-wife right now, her she lives with her fiance. They they weren't always engaged. He was, yeah. She was just he was, you know, who she was dealing with and dating seriously. I don't have no serious issues with that man. Now, if if some if the kids were to communicate to me that there was a problem, I would approach him and her in an adult way, and hopefully we can come to a resolution. But so, that's her life. God bless it. So what I what I picked up is on that particular question was. Everybody assumed like it was about the woman. Like, this, no, it's about my kids. 
but everybody, I'm providing a roof over a roof over my children's house. Right. I over get my it. children's head, rather. I get it. But they look at that question and I know that's about the man. He won't control over me. He wants power over me. What if that's not the case? Because I don't know who put the post of this shit. Or like, I don't, it's not my question. You know what I'm saying? I don't have that situation. Uh, but like, what if it, so like, whatever happens to you in your life, whatever you've seen when a, when a situation presents itself, you attach your feelings and what you've done or what you would do. I know he'd do that shit for the money. No, you would do that shit for the money. You projecting. Yeah. So if you you view the world negative or if you've been in negative situations or been in a situation where somebody has controlled you before using this particular tactic, when you see that, you're going to attach that shit to something negative. But what if it's just like, no, fam, I, I want my family structure to be a certain way. I can't tell somebody like who's right or who's wrong to raise your child. You know what I mean? I just look at it like this. If my kid's mother is under undue stress, it's going to cause stress on my babies. It's she, gonna got a free, she got a house. Yeah. And I, I'm just saying, like, if if she's having issues with her living arrangement and say prior to me giving her this house, you know, then that's causing stress on my kids. You know, that's making their lives harder and more challenging. I just want my babies to be straight. This is the vessel that they came through. So I just want her to be all right. That's that even go for it now. Like, I don't want her going through ups and downs and unnecessary shit. I just want I just want her and my babies to be okay. We don't never have to be back together. Don't never have to get along. I'm not looking to open that door back up. I just need her and my kids to always be cool. That's it. I agree. Um, I definitely that's agree. all I want. I don't. That's all I want. I wouldn't even. You can't move that nigga up in there, and it's my house, though. Like then you got to then then y'all got to get your own place. So what do you believe? What do you? So do you think that telling that woman not to have men in that place is the equivalent to you telling her not to move on with her life? That was one of the comments on the, on the post. I think I think in some no because you can still date. Just don't go, like yeah, that. go to his house. <laughs> go to his house. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and it may, it may be something like, listen, I don't want my son or daughter seeing different men coming in out your bedroom or in and out. I, I want them. I don't want them that to have that. So, be in a relationship. When if y'all gonna take that giant step and y'all gonna get married and shit, absolutely, y'all move. This your life. This is now. This is her stepfather. Yeah, like. And I think any real man ain't going to want to, like, lay up in some shit that he know is fucking mine. Yeah. I mean, if he lo- if he love you and want to be with you that much, then he'll, a man provides. Provide a fucking home for, for my, my ex-wife and my kids and get them off my books. So somebody said, take that same situation and reverse it. So the baby mama gave you a car. And was like this. This you can have a car, but just don't put no women in it. Sorry, I'm gonna be around. I'm gonna be on Bella with a bitch hanging shotgun. <laughs> Sorry. As soon as I leave the dealership, I'm going to my other chick house. That's bold. <laughs> she That's need. A, she got to be to work by six, and I'm gonna drop off on my new ride. That's a double standard, fam. <laughs> That's a double hey, I don't write. The, I don't write the rules. I don't write the rules. But shit, nah, she can't. Fuck that. I'm gonna be out and whatever she buy me. You best believe if you see me on the weekend, it's a bitch in it. Um, I know, I'll never be in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wouldn't want her to hang that shit over my like women. So do you think that's the man hanging the house overhead? That's <laughs> nah, the- but, but man, like you ever had a, a chick do something for you 
like do something relatively nice or expensive for you. Yeah. She may not let you forget that shit. Or don't offer this. <laughs> so look, it was just one thing like <laughs> motherfucker offered me some shit. Like, hey, uh, I'ma buy this, blah, blah, blah. And then like a couple months later it was like, you know, you ain't paid that bill. I'm like, nigga, what bill? Like you bought that shit. It was Christmas. Like what the, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? That ask you to like if I take it back, take it back. I'm like nigga. I did not ask you to do this shit. Like what the fuck are you talking? You mean you know you didn't pay that bill? Fuck no, I didn't. I had no idea. I, had, I needed to pay the shit. But I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna owe somebody. So yeah, I, I after the fact, I took. I took a. Took responsibility for the for you putting this shit on your credit. Like nigga, I did not ask for this shit. Like literally, I did not ask for this uh, shit. You was like, "Ooh, you want this?" I like, sure. <laughs> the fuck. We should have had this conversation in the store. I'm like, saying, if I was gonna have to pay for it, nigga, put it back. It was like three months later, though. So after the third payment was missed, I'm now like, like you know you ain't give me the money for that such and such bill. I'm like, what you mean? Because I'm like I'm, I'm literally. What dumb. type of setup is this? What I'm, type of fucking setup is that? I'm talking about dumbfounded. Like, huh? Like wh- what? <laughs> take it. Take the shit back. Man, that shit was wild, fam. <laughs> that shit was wild. Fam. So take the shit back. I don't even want it no more. You know Whatever what the fuck it is. Then I then you look like a, a, a whole you look like a whole ass nigga and shit. When you, if you're trying to weasel out a fucking bill, I'm like fuck it. You bought it for me. I thought you bought it for me and shit. I mean, we had just. I mean, we had relatively just start kicking it, you know what I'm saying? But I had overextended myself. I did some. I did different grand gestures, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That the the average person wouldn't do. They even led us to this relationship, you know what I'm saying? I thought this was like one of those repayment type things. <laughs> <laughs> like you, I, you finally are doing something nice for me. So look, her house burned down and shit before we when we were just friends and shit, and she's about to go looking for. I'm like, look, just. Just come stay here. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it was like. That was the first omen right there when the house burned down. It was like, uh, I don't know, it was like around December. It was like before Christmas. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, look, you can, you know, and we wasn't even like kicking it like that. We was friends. Uh, we maybe went on a date or something. You know what I'm saying? But like, it wasn't like that. But, I mean, that turned into a relationship because it just never left after that. Well, actually, she left, got her enough. Anyway, it don't fucking matter. But I'm thinking like, <laughs> all right. I mean, you have to pay no rent, like you know. Just and that's what you should have hit her with, like you about <laughs> eight and a half months past due on the rent. But like, I didn't, I didn't wasn't expecting nothing and shit. But like, motherfucker, was like, you know, you ain't pay for that. I'm like, what the fuck is you talking about? Fuck, I, I took you in. You were fucking displaced. <laughs> I took you in. Oh, ungrateful oh, motherfuckers, shit. man. Yeah, the kindness of my heart. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um. Or, or better yet, you break up with somebody and they want some shit back. Uh, you not. Suck my dick. It's mine now. <sighs> I've never done no shit like that. You ever ask for some, something back? No, but somebody that we both know that I used to kick it with, we stopped kicking it. She bought me a very expensive piece of jewelry. Okay. And showed up at my house one day. Wanting this jewelry back. Fuck up my face. <laughs> I didn't even open up the door. I don't take I don't take really expensive gifts. One of my uh exes went and this was when I was what? I must have been 18, maybe 19. And uh went over to K Jewelers, bought me this nice gold wooden Howard Rodge and shit. She paid like, I don't know, like nine hundred dollars or some shit for it, right? Mm-hmm. And I asked her how much it cost. She was like, I seen the price tag, I'm like, first off, the fucking watch was cold as fuck. 
You know okay. what I'm saying? I'm 18 years old. Some shit that cost damn near $1,000. Nigga, I just got out of, I just, I just left Cody. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Working at Sears, nigga, I'm making like seven bucks an hour or some shit like that. I couldn't take it though. I'm like, nigga, I know, you work at, around the, in the mall with me. You can't afford this shit, man. Go take this shit back. Like, it's a cold watch. That little, like, they're probably fake diamonds, but the shit was sparkling like a motherfucker. And it was great. I'm like, I can't take this from you, man. Hindsight being 2020, I should have kept that, that motherfucking watch. Should have kept that goddamn watch. Hey man, this is the diamond bracelet that she had bought me. It's it's nice as fuck. I still got it. I still got it, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm never getting it back. Man, that's wild. Yeah. So look, man. <laughs> God bless you though. But uh, I'm, I'm never getting you that bracelet back. I'm never asking for a gift back. Um, if I'm if I bought you something, I I don't re- expect anything in return. That's not the type of stuff I be on. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes when shit don't work out, I be tallying in my head like, bitch, I shouldn't have, but it's too late now. I turn on um, Benny Siegel bread and butter. <laughs> like my, your pops owe me a favor. I, I basically, basically made you. you. Brought oh. you around hove in the label. Anyway. So listen, man, this is interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's interesting how all the women answered this next question. You won $30 million. Your wild, your spouse, because this is non-gender, your spouse was arrested and it cost $29 million to get them out or they got to do five years in jail. Do you get them out or do you keep the money? Now, I just want, I just want to be, I want to be a hundred percent accurate One, man, you be out in three days, baby. <laughs> uh, another one, I'm getting her out. Uh, another guy, she's out in no time. <laughs> Somebody asked Federal State time. <laughs> uh, but a million dollars is enough for my family. So that's the fourth man. Uh, I got four men who said they'll let him out. There's not a woman on here that said they're getting a man out. His books would be straight. It's only 60 months. Nah, bitch, you better get me the fuck out. The fifth man. Matter of fact, it's five men. Six men. Seven men. God damn it. Seven men said they're getting their wife out. They're getting their spouse out. And all the women said the nigga staying in there. That's some, fo- that's some foul you shit. You greedy. You greedy. Hoes. That's I, I can't think of. I can't I think the, of another colloquialism to use. I thought it was the men that wasn't shit, but all the men said when you when money, you involve money, when you involve money, that's when you see a motherfucker true colors, especially a woman. Literally, not one woman said they're getting the man out. Let me but, tell you, but seven of the ten men who commented said they're getting their woman out. If I'm sitting in jail for sixty months, five years, let me tell you something. When I get the fuck out. It's gonna be hell to pay the captain. You understand? There's <laughs> you better you better learn to sleep with both your motherfucking eyes open because I'm going back. Now, granted, I understand the value of money. I really do. But this shit said you won thirty mil. You ain't even do shit for it. 
Like you, you just hit you hit the lotto. Th- there's no emotional attachment. There's no hard work. I busted my ass all my life and won. No, nigga, you won thirty million dollars, and you're still a millionaire. You're still a millionaire at the end of the day. Side note, uh, this nigga Dame Dash was like, the thing about being a millionaire is, if you're a millionaire, you buy a sandwich, you're not a millionaire no more. Because you got to be a multi-millionaire. Be like, nigga, if you got a million dollars, you buy a sandwich, you're not a millionaire no more. Like, no matter. If you spend any piece of do- any dollar, you buy a fucking 99 cent bag of uh, chips, you're not a millionaire no more. By the way, no, I mean that makes perfect it's perfect sense. Yeah, but uh, that's I'm getting them out. I I ain't gonna let your dumb ass sit in jail. This is like I'm I'm still a millionaire. I still have a million dollars. Not great. I'm like maybe I, I do value money differently than everybody else. It don't really move me the way it move everybody else. Clearly, it makes you allows you to do certain things. Right? Everybody want money and never be able to take care of themselves and stuff like that. But like, I'm not the nigga that's gonna do the wild shit for the money because like it that's not what moves me in life in general you always say that you always say that like i mean i'm 37 i'll be 37 next, like literally if you in want, four months like i know myself by now you know what i'm saying like at 21 years old i might have said something different at 19 i might say something different but like nigga we knocking on 40s door like you need to know who you are as a person by now i'm just saying if i want that much money i mean Give me the catalog. I'm gonna show you how daddy ball. I'm gonna run through ten million in a week. To do what? Like to prove who? Who you trying to impress? Because I want shit. Like what you want? You want me to list it? I'm saying like literally. I mean I don't get it. Like what 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 is it out there that's gonna be like? Oh, once I get this, now I'm gonna be. I want a house with a bunch of new ass furniture. You think that costs ten million? Hear me out. There's a list. There's a list, my nigga. House with a bunch of new ass furniture. I need three cars. Cause I I have to. That's I need three cars, Jay. My everyday car, my Sunday car, nice clean ass old school. I need at least three. New wardrobe. I'm a you know season tickets to the Pistons, Lions. Good seats though. Courtside, fifty yard line, all, all the all the frills and shit. Uh, we probably get a new studio. I'm gonna buy a building. Throw us a nice state-of-the-art studio up in that bitch. This shit still don't cost $10 million. Everything that you listed. <laughs> like, I don't, like, you know what I'm saying? It, it still don't cost $10 million. I could buy a $10 million house. You can. So, and I just might. So how do you feel about your life right now? What do you mean? Like, like how do you feel about your life right now? Do you think your life is shit? Because everything that you just mentioned is the exact opposite of your life. So how do you feel about your life right now? I mean, if tomorrow you ready to re- you ready to throw that shit all, throw it away. It's comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't have Is a Is it really comfortable? I mean, I don't have a lot of lack for shit. You know, I can typically do the things that I desire to do. Would I like more money? Of course. Cause what it sounds like is, oh, you want a lot of shit and that you that you feel that you're lacking now. No, you I just I, I got to have three cars. So you really, really want three cars right now, but you only got one. Yeah, I do want three cars. All right. So that part of your life you're not happy with. I mean, I'm cool. I have a car that gets me back and forth. I don't at this current moment making what I make. Do I need? Do I need the newest vehicle? So let me ask you. No, but what I now mind? We, now we're getting off. Now simply now we're getting off. Like, so what about you having say ten million dollars and one three cars would make you blow your money on this shit though? Like, why wouldn't you like do this shit smart? 
because I can just get up and just I can swipe my debit card and the bitch ain't gonna burp. Like I that's a like why would you buy a car right? That shit ain't worth nothing. Like soon as you bitch drive a lot, it's not even worth what it used to be. Like see because I don't want no use. I I I don't want I'm a used say, truck. I I'm want it brand saying, new. You can, so you go so for an example, like caddy trucks is a shit right here, right in the city. Yeah. Nigga, you not right. I know for for like you at least a caddy truck because two years from now, you don't want the old style caddy. So why would I blow ninety thousand on a new caddy in two years? I'm not gonna want that bitch. No I don't want to give it back. It's mine. I don't want that shit no more. Cause niggas get clowned for having the old body style boy. So why would I? I just lease the bitch. All right, fine. Now I'm now that's three thousand dollars a month. I'm out of okay. Great. Well, why would I fucking spend a hundred thousand? Three G's a month. What type of fucking lease you got? What I'm saying is the 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 note on the fucking caddy. Two of them. You know what I'm saying? Because you said you need multiple. <laughs> I need three. I need a caddy. I need a BMW, and I need an old school. Okay, that's three thousand dollars worth of leases a month. I mean, and, and like I got to cash out on my old school. I need. I'm on a low rider. Oh shoot! Oh, here's forty five thousand. <laughs> Nigga, that shit don't cost that much. I'm just saying. Anyway, I don't know how we got to that. But listen, the money don't impact me that much. I'm getting my spouse. You off. you you talking like a poor nigga? You talking like you poor? I'm talking like not an ignorant nigga. I'm going to tattoo the rest of my body. That's going to cost me like another couple grand. Well, I work in banking. I know the value of money and I know how to make money work for me. And I know how to make more of it. Like I'm not, I mean, and I just know myself. Fam. I work in the pharmacy. I work with drugs. I know how to make the money double too. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying, but I'm, I'm, I'm surprised at these women. And I, I I'm not, was- I am not. I'm not surprised at a woman taking money over her spouse. I'm not. Damn. Because now she can manufacture herself to be the ultimate bad bitch by all the shit. Like, she going to be greedy. The same shit that you just said. <laughs> 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 you just said the same. I'm going to give you a new wardrobe, give you three cars, get a big house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nigga, nigga, you live in Michigan, fam. You go get your fucking mansion uh, cheap, relatively speaking. I want a compound. Easy work here in Michigan. 100 acres with four mansions. Facts. It's really. I mean, Michigan is a farm cut. I mean, we got a lot of farm space, a lot of fucking space, a lot of greenage. I need a plane to get me from my house to Detroit. I mean, I just need a lot of shit, man. Yeah, man. Uh, so you not getting her out? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? If if the shoe was on the other foot, and I'm my spouse, one of your baby mamas. Oh man, don't don't. One of your baby mamas. You won thirty million. Which one is it? Because <laughs> she might the one that got three of the children. Oh, my ex-wife. Yeah. She get locked up. You know, you won 30. <laughs> she's 29 to get her out. She got a fiance now. We'll see you in, we'll see you <laughs> in, in 60 months. <laughs> we'll see you in 60 months. Oh, and give me my kids. All right, man. So, look, man. Uh, the other day was the 45th anniversary of us swearing in um, the first black mayor of Detroit, Coleman A. Young. Hell, yeah. He done the cover of uh, Jet Magazine. What to expect from the first black mayor of Detroit? That's such a small window ago, 45 years. That's such a small window. Yeah, but Detroit was uh, 2 million white people at one point, though. You know what I'm saying? Like Detroit. Sort of like now. No. (laughs) (laughs) If you go downtown. uh, Detroit was, at one point, you know, we had a million people, but at at the, the precipice. 
of Detroit. <laughs> My nigga in these words, dog. Where's the bell? Uh, um, but it was about two million people, roughly, and uh, most of them white. So you know, no, nah, that's still. I mean, forty five years. That was only a couple years before we was born. Yeah, that's not a long time. Not a long time. Not a long ago. time ago. But uh, so I asked the question: Has Detroit seen its last black mayor? And um, a lot of people voted, and roughly six. It was roughly sixty forty. Um, that we have, or that we have not. Well, forty percent of the people said we won't see another black mayor. Okay, that's disheartening. That's disheartening. I believe that Detroit. Think about how many how many black mayors have Detroit ever had? It's been four. Yeah. And three real ones. You know, they did his archer, did I? No, he was a he was an actual mayor. He got like voted in, um, but like after Kwame left out, we had like we didn't Gil have Hill and oh, you know what? So we had Kwame Young, right? Dennis Archer, Kwame, and um, my man from um, Shrek. No, 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 no. Uh, from the Pistons, Dave Bing. Yeah, Bing. Dave Bing ran and won. So those was four that we actually elected. Now we had like uh, Ken Cockrell Jr. was like a he was mayor his, for like six months. He was like the um, city council president. So by default, like he got put in. Right. We've only had four black mayors in the history of it all, and it went back to the white man. And like, why are we confident that? Why do we just know we're going to have another one? I think there's another strong political black leader here in the city. I don't know who he is yet. I don't think they've identified themselves as of yet. But I think there's still an open opportunity for a black person to be mayor of Detroit. But number one, you're going to have to run on a very strong platform. You can't be on no fuck shit because like the last niggas kind of fucked that up. And you just gotta have be a person of integrity. You need to if if Donald Trump can be the motherfucking president, another black person can be mayor of Detroit. That's not the same. That's that's not the same equivalency. I mean, it's uh, it's the same that anybody can be anything that they want to be. No, I mean, I think Donald Trump ran a pretty smart race. Like it was very strategic. Like I went, I knew what my base was. And you can be very strategic and smart and still win the mayoral race in Detroit. There's a lot of black candidates that this went this last time. Some of them was good. Some of them, a lot of ninety five percent of them was bad. You got to be able to se- separate yourself from the competition. I think Mike Duggan was a a very strong candidate for mayor, but I think comparatively speaking, yeah. But I think that a black person can dethrone him and be and become the next mayor of the city. You wanted to? Do I want him to? I'm saying like so. What I what I'm hearing you is like I hope. It is one. You said there is there is another one that's gonna be here. They're gonna do this, gonna do this. I don't know who they yeah, is. Yeah, no, for. no, I don't know who and they then, are. So what you? I, I can't say. Hope. I can't say. I'm I'm you know active in the in the current in the grassroots of the yeah. uh, uh, politics at this time. So you got to hope and you got to wish. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's not even a knock, but like you hope that. There I mean, is the question is a hypothetical. Is is a hope? Do you? Th- it's a. And it's a. It's a real question because yeah. Detroit is getting wider. Now we got a two-term mayor, 
and things are getting better in the city of Detroit. No, things are getting better downtown and in Midtown, not well, no. throughout the city of Detroit. Well, that's not true because they just unloaded, uh, they put another $4 million in the actual neighborhoods. There's different developments and shit that's going on in different neighborhoods or whatever. So, like, things are getting better, maybe because of things he did or maybe because of things that Kwame set up in the past. In any event, things appear to be looking good, just how they appear to look good when Donald Trump is in there and they have little to do with what what Donald Trump has actually been done. So like I don't know that it's going to be easy to un to 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 unseat a two-term president while things are looking good. On on strictly on the fact that you black. Not but I said it it's got to be more than just being black. You got to run on a very strong campaign. It, it, it's got to be more than just being black. The city is the city is starting to come back. You got to focus on the other things in the city that are important to black people, black families. We still need more jobs here in the city. We still need better education. DPS is in the shit. We still need, you know, the, there's, there's got to be, there's more out there that people are concerned about than just, you know, just the neighborhoods. I don't know. City services got to get better. No, there's no reason why I live on on a street that don't never get plowed. Like things like that are important to people in the city. City taxes. So I mean, there there are still other platforms that you this can how, run on and this win. How, this is how a black person can win. You say you're gonna reduce and actually have a plan that reduced car insurance in the city of Detroit. If it ain't that, it ain't gonna work. What else you gonna run on? Yo, Those other things that I named are are good things to who, run on. Who gonna vote for you? Because it matters who is the voting base. So you can have a whole bunch of niggas in the city, but if it made the people to actually vote, like what an, what adult male or adult woman who who is an actual adult with kids and stuff going to take the risk on the... It, it's interesting. So 60 say, 60% say yes. 40, enough people think no. That that's a concern. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that is that is not a concern. I mean, it's gonna like if you were trying to, if you didn't have a solid platform and you were trying to run against, say, like Mike Duggan, now you would probably fucking lose. You're going to fucking lose. But if you have a solid plan for the city and the city's future, I think there's still a possibility for a black person to win and be mayor of the city. I'd I love to see a black woman, a black female mayor of Detroit. I would love to see it. I would love to see. Well, I just want a good mayor, whether they black, white or otherwise. I just think it's, it gets increasingly more difficult when you have um, a mayor who's been there on multiple terms. And unless a scandal breaks out, somebody may come up with a bunch of new ideas. But if you've never been the mayor before and you, all, you already got relationships with different people and different like it's hard for me to just say. I'm going to take out this shit that's been working for us and I'm just going to put somebody else new in there because like that shit get hard. When you no, there's got a little Martin. scandal following Duggan that, you know, he did the same shit that they, that got Kwame out to paint for, but no one cared about that shit. Yeah, it's, it's a little scandal. Maybe somebody will be smart and dig it up. Come, come election time, but, um, sling some mud. I don't know. man. When they go low, we go lower. It's going to be tough dog. Maybe I'll run. I I be thinking I should run, but I don't. I really wanted to run for city council. That's like one wanna, of my dreams. I want to do something that's impactful. Like I I was last night I was on YouTube watching, um, 
old YouTube uh, videos of city council meeting when Monica Conyers was arguing back and forth with Ken Cockrell Jr. And that shit just embarrassing, dog. Yeah. And I look at all the comments and stuff like that, and, like, these are the people who are running the city? Like, sometimes they just be so disconnected from real life and, like, what actually is happening when, you have your, when you've had your seat for 40 years and, like, you come and you go to your little churches and you got your name. Like, you don't know what the fuck is really going on out here in these streets. You're right. You know what I'm saying? But. I mean, the, the, this 2019 is the year of new black leaders and uh, new Detroit champions. So maybe we can get out here, man, make a campaign. They can't play the podcast, though. We just got to delete the, We got to wipe this shit off of existence because uh, they hear some of these inflammatory comments that I made. You know, maybe my campaign may not be as successful as I want it to be. Yeah, I'm deleting this podcast. <laughs> I'm deleting the file, the, the server files. <laughs> make it go away, Jay. All right, man. So we've been asking the shop about a lot of shit. And there's one thing that's been across the pages of social media, the number one trending topic. And um, I want you to get your, I'm gonna get your, um, get your feelings on this shit, man. So you've been watching this R. Kelly shit. Well, you said you haven't actually watched it. No, but um, I watched the first two hours. The second two hours is coming on in about twelve minutes. Then the next two is on um, tomorrow night. Man, so you have how old is your daughter? My oldest girl, thirteen. She just turned thirteen. Like, picture this, dog. Uh, Aaliyah was introduced to R. Kelly when she was 12 years old. And um, at 15 years old, he married her because she was pregnant, allegedly. Okay. And somebody saw them um, engaging in activities inside of a vehicle. At 15, so we know at the at the very least 15, allegedly. Okay. Now, her parents deny it vehemently, but I, I mean, but if it walk like a duck, talk like a duck, it ain't motherfucking pit bull. I'm, listen, man, so we all know about the Leah situation. Right. And we all know about the young girl on the tape. I say we all know because... While watching this shit last night and being on Twitter, a lot of people didn't know. There's a lot of stuff that I knew, and I assumed that everyone know. You know how I many people have, haven't ever seen the tape? Good for them. What I'm saying is, if you haven't seen the tape, and you know he didn't get convicted for it, you don't think it's real. It's a rumor. Okay. Like, it's not true. Like, oh, they blame... They they always tearing a black man down. Black man did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know that it's true if you haven't. And, like, if you. Shit, this was what? 2001 this shit was popping? I it's was, a whole generation that ain't. I was 19 in 2001. Right. So, people who five, six years older than me, y'all was in elementary. Y'all was in high school, in the elementary school. Like, if you. You 25 now. You. You missed this shit. Right. Like, when this was popping. And you hear the rumors and stuff like that because I hear people like, well, how is this happening? Like, why are people still around him? They don't think it's true. Why are people still around Bill Cosby for, for, for 50 years? You're right. When all these rumors were always there, always reported in the paper and everything. But, like, we was living in a time where, like, right now I get up and go online. I can find damn near anything. In 1998, 
You can't find no information on R. Kelly. The internet wasn't what it is now. Social media did not exist. It you, was it was the pre you it had was to, prehistoric. You had to to subscribe to Vibe or buy a, a and hope a, there was an article somewhere in there about something. And like, no, how many people actually subscribe to these magazines? Yeah, no, we saw them bitches. We saw the covers on the on the newsstands and maybe yeah, I flipped through it when at I'm at the grocery store. Yeah. But you didn't actually until you got older. And about it, like, fam, a lot of this shit. So, how do you feel? I saw you. I saw you tweeted. Go explain what you tweeted. Uh, you know, just as a father, it's my job to protect my children. Yeah, that's that's one of the things God placed me here for is to protect my babies, and I will protect them at all in any cost. You yeah. understand? Up to and including murder. Because these are my children and I understand how important that innocence is from a child. You know, I've 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 never been sexually abused. Uh, You know, I've never you know, my children have always been safe and maintained and around people that are thus far throughout their lives and hopefully moving forward that are trustworthy. You know, I've put my children in the hands of coaches, teachers, leaders, you know, to to keep their eye and to, and to keep them safe. And I think as adults, and I even look at it, not just my children, but I've dated women with children. I have nieces, nephews that are all part of what I consider my village Yeah, that I would do the same exact thing for. Because I think it, it comes to a point where you can't just be concerned with what's just happening to you. As a man, as a, a person, a, a human, you got to be concerned about what's happening around with, with other children, with other babies. You know, I see kids, I leave out the house approximately the same time every day. I see these same three kids walking past my house around the same time towards the bus stop. I'm making sure that don't nobody fuck with them babies while they walk into the bus stop. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? I see the same kids when I drop my kids off at school. You know, as a parent, I, I got my head on swivel. I'm making sure don't nobody come snatch one of them kids and try and throw them in the back of a car and drive away. Right. Because to me, they're all my, they, these are my kids. Yeah. You know, that could be my son. Fact. Could be my daughter. Could be my nephew. And I don't my, want that shit happening to no child. They live in my neighborhood. Yeah. What's so crazy? Niggas want to represent their motherfucking hood so much. I'm from Jerry Row. I'm from, I'm from PA. I'm from this. I'm from that. What kind of ties and roots do you have to that neighborhood? When you see something going on in that neighborhood, I'm not going to turn a blind eye. You know what I mean? You know, especially to a child. And I just don't like predatory behavior. I'm not I'm not with that shit. So, you know, if you one of my homies, don't you can't bring no young girl around me because I'm not with that shit. You understand? You know, we can't. I don't I don't approve. of. We've seen it while we was in high school. Niggas in their early 20s. You know, picking chicks up from school after every damn day. Man, I gotta, I'm not with shit like that. I got to make a comment on this shit because niggas that keep bringing this shit up to me. And I seen this post around and shit like that. And like, because uh, one, R. Kelly is a predator. He's a sexual deviant. Um, and he, he, he needs to, he should have been in prison a long time ago. Yeah. Um, he was abused as a child himself. From out of his mouth, he said, when he was sexually abused from like the ages of um, like I think he said like from like seven to twelve or something like that, it sparked hormones in him earlier than than it should have. Right. And me personally, I think 
that he's been trying to spark hormones in other people earlier than they should have. And it woke something up in him. And even from his his music teachers and everything say he was always this overly sexual person. But he's a a a a, a predator, like a real life predator. And like we knew about the Aaliyah situation. Somehow, when I say we, I'm talking about the collective we brushed it off. It's a one time thing. It was just he was just in love with her. Right. You know what I mean? And then when that sex shit happened with the the 14 year old girl, I saw that tape and I was disgusted. It's been a wrap for him ever since. Like, I'm not supporting him. I'm not with the with the jokes and everything like that. I'm not with it. And while we was watching this thing yesterday and it's countless girl after countless girl. And they like it may have been like 60 to 70 women, children, rather, just like in that two hour spot. Because every time they went to his house or his studio, he had like a bed in his studio, bedrooms in the studio. And there was mm-hmm. always young girls around. And he was one of the young girls he met with her when she was 17. And she was having threesomes with him and the girl from the tape two years before that shit happened. Like she didn't even know how young she was. You know what I'm saying? So like you are having sexual intercourse and threesomes with children. Right. Like legitimate children so while we going through all this and the show ain't just a bunch of women talking like they got psychiatrists and and mental health professionals explaining the predatory behavior explaining why things different happen so as a man the fact that you can watch this information and then the first thing you spit out is we ain't gonna act like we ain't see niggas picking you people up from school one you a hope for that shit you know what I'm saying? And the reason I say that is because that don't negate nothing. Right. Like this, what that is, is men are so fragile that when women are online expressing the pain that they've been, they've received throughout years. We can't diminish it. That that has come from men. You so fragile that you feel attacked. And now I got to respond. Now I'm in a defensive mode. Let me say something like wouldn't let me let me let me shift the blame back to you. Nigga, she not talking about you. If you ain't never did that, then let these people express what they've been going through. Yep. It's like it's like when white people like when we talk about pre police brutality and then white motherfucker be like, well, no, they'll just say something to dismiss what you said. Well, that's probably because you was um you you shouldn't have had a hood on or you shouldn't have been running or you like whatever. I would have however true. Your racism or police brutality or whatever it is, when you say something, somebody who don't go through that experience is going to deny that shit. And like we we talk about the people when we saying black lives matter and they jump out with all lives matter. Like that's that's the equivalent of what you are. Also, there is a difference between a, a, a 16 year old, 17 year old, 11, 12th grader being picked up by a 19 to 20 year old guy who used to go to that school or whatever. It get it get real kind of gray, but at some point y'all could you could be a ninth grade and twelfth grade y'all in the same school and y'all dating. That's a lot different from a twenty seven year old man getting a fifteen year old girl pregnant, forging a marriage certificate so they can get married. Like that's a difference. A nineteen year old and a seventeen year old is different than a twenty seven year old man having sex with a fifteen year old. Or a 32-year-old man having a menage a trois with a 14-year-old and a 17-year-old. The, so, the, so for, for, for the you lines come, get a little gray. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for 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 you to 
like that like why what what is what does that do nothing so, nothing like in no way do i condone the behavior but i mean you know it somebody when i was online talking what i was talking somebody else brought up a point like jay-z was 30 and beyonce was 18 does that that still doesn't that in some regards that's still an example of some predatory behavior when did jay-z and beyonce get together he was 30 she was 18 i don't know beyonce, beyonce the same age as you beyonce you and beyonce wasn't so at 18 years old was jay-z and beyonce together when you was 18 no the fuck they wasn't she I born in 81 I'm just saying that's somebody I, had bought it up I to me. The, I don't know their history. I saw the shit, but it's not like fam. Like she the same age as you. Yeah. So when you was 18 years old, leaving high school, leaving cast, Jay-Z and Beyonce wasn't together. She went through a bunch of celebrity relationships. Remember she was with Marcus Houston. She was with a bunch. Like, no, she was older than that. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Like she was older than that. Like I see, like, but that's the thing again, like fam, in no way am I defending I, what what he's what he is fact, still doing. What I'm saying is, when we talking about Black Lives Matter, let us talk about Black Lives Matter. Don't come out here with no All Lives Matter shit. We ain't talking about them other situations right now. We talking about this specific situation, and we've all had this conversation, right? When we talk about Black Lives, we're like, look, nigga, all right, no, we know breast cancer is. We don't say. In October, what about fucking toenail cancer? No, nigga, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So right now we talking about a predator out here preying on girls. And I just see niggas online throwing out other shit just to like, no, let them get off. Let, let me explain this shit. Like this nigga needs to go. He needs to be. In, I have no idea how the nigga got off. They even showed the fucking room this shit happened in. The Colorado room is what he referred to it as. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did this nigga get off? You know, the same way that we see drug dealers paying off police officers and shit, you know, a nigga like R. Kelly got to have some type of reach and the finances to extend and make shit make shit appear smaller than what it really is. How about this? He, he met another little 17 year old Mexican or um, Latin girl. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck to call him. You know what I'm saying? Um, some Riviera. You know what I'm saying? Had her come out. She was from Miami. Had her flying in and out. Had her having sex, whatever, blah. And uh, he gave her, like, mono or some shit. And then, like, she damn near was, like, paralyzed or some shit. Nigga sent her $1,000. Sent her mama $1,000. <laughs> like, damn, nigga. Made one girl get an abortion. And you know what ended up happening? That nigga wrote a song about it. Gave it to Michael Jackson. You are not alone. You are not alone with a song to her after she got the abortion. That's that's I'm never gonna listen to that song the same. You know what I'm saying? Like But I mean And all the songs that he had, and you know, he had different people with him was like, all these songs was real. Like all each of these songs was a real story and a real situation attached. We listening to it like (laughs) We can't we can't pawn our babies off for fame, fortune, a little bit of acclaim, we 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 can't do it. There's a and there's a much bigger underlying issue than just R. Kelly. We see the we see like the same predatory behavior around us. You know, you 
people always talk about like sexual abuse being swept under the rug that, you know, you may know a family, a uncle, a cousin has done some type of deviant behavior with you or with another family, with another family member. That shit is not all right. And you got to say something about it. And you can't. So every time you make a joke about the shit online, somebody who went through that feels less likely to say less something. inclined to speak yeah, because you keep making jokes about it. It ain't funny. Like this is real life shit. That happened, some of these shits happened 23 years ago. These people, like, I can Are tell. Are still dealing with that pain. Like, I ain't no lie detector test or no shit like that. But you can see when some motherfuckers is lying and some motherfuckers is real. And when some of that pain, like, dog, this is real pain on some of these people's faces. Some of them I was looking like, I don't know, you could just be here. But some of them like, oh, this is real pain. Yeah. And looking at these pictures and like, no, this is this is real. And what's really fucked Triggering. up. What, what what's really fucked up is that you mentioned it early was like that um you've always left, had your children around people that you felt were safe and coaches and shit like that. One of the girls was like the young girls, uh, she was still like 16, 17 years old, and he was having sex with another 15, 16 year old while their parents was there. So when the parents was there, he was acting overly protective. Like, oh, I just want to make sure you're like the parents had no fucking idea. Like, I thought you was a safe secure person and so much so much so that the other young girl who was actively having sex with him noticed that you were doing the right thing in front of the parents like that's some that is some terrifying shit psychological because you a sociopath because you know what to do and you know what a parent is looking at looking for in order to feel a fucking parent he's a fucking parent so that's great like I mean, I would if would a child, I would have anxiety as a parent, leaving my child anywhere. You know, my my oldest girl is uh playing volleyball, and you know, I I speak back and forth with her coach, text him if I need some information. He's calling me. I couldn't imagine, you know, somebody that I'm I'm entrusting with her young life to do something to that does something to her. Mm -hmm. I know people very close to me that have been sexually abused by family members. And even, even though these things may have happened decades ago, like the pain, the hurt, the, the fear is still there, you know, and these are grown women, you know, I, I do everything. I'm, I do everything within my power to, to protect my kids. And I couldn't imagine, you know, the helplessness, the hurt that I would feel if somebody Put them in danger. Man, what people don't realize, and it's, I don't know, I guess it's not a, a fault to theirs. You know, the body is designed to protect itself. Like, you can't poke yourself in the eye right now. You can't pinch yourself hard enough for it to hurt. The body protects itself. You bring something close to your eye, your, your eyes going to close. When something traumatic happens to you, your mind will suppress that information. It don't want to be to hurt, hurt no more. Right. Why don't this person come out and say it? Because it hurt to say it. And my body is trying to protect me right now like literally your body was designed to protect itself like and you got to mind over matter and make and say something anyway sometimes and sometimes somebody won't never say something yeah because these are the women that that have decided to speak out i'm sure there's droves of other women that you know are are dealing with that pain internally day in and day out and don't want to say a thing and besides just the, the the young girl thing his wife is on his ex-wife is on there and how, how how she used to be tied up and couldn't come out the room and like 
this some this some next level sick shit that's going on. Yeah. And this is only just the first part of how he grew up. His brother, who was in prison, he interviewed him from prison and shit. Uh, well, he got two of his brothers on there. One of the other brother explained how he got molested by somebody in their family. They won't say the fucking person's name because they don't want to get nobody in they trouble. Still, and they still suppressing and dealing with that pain. Uh, him talking about him being in love with his mother and drinking from the glass on the same, uh, her lipstick and drink. Like, this man has got problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just feel that it's... Um, like, niggas, y'all can't be this fucking fragile when women or any person is expressing they hurt. It's not your job to combat that. It's right. your job to listen. And if they say something that you can address with your actions, then you do that. It's your job to listen, not to add in your two cents or combat what they saying. Let them get their shit off so you can understand what they're going through. And have you have a clearer under, uh, understanding so that we can teach our children and our friends that this shit is unacceptable, fam. Yeah, I I just feel like we should. <laughs> I want to say people should know better, but but clearly they don't. Is because like so many comments I'm looking at, like people like, well, people got their preferences. Like what? No, no, I'm not. I can't live with that. Like what? I can't live with that. And I think as as other men, other adults, other humans, we got we can't be afraid to check other people when we see them Fact. doing some fuck shit. Plain and simple. Or if you got an opinion on a particular matter that differs than mine, and I think that shit is wrong or toxic, I'm gonna say something. Yeah. I'm not here to 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 um to change your mind, so to speak. But if I don't agree with that shit. I'm going to let you know that I don't agree with that behavior or with that way of thinking. And guess what? Ultimately, if our our core values don't line up, well, maybe we shouldn't be friends in the first place. That, and I'm completely fine with that. I don't, I'm completely I don't hate fine you. with that. I don't want to fight you. You know what I'm saying? No, but if like, you're fucking with kids, I do hate you. I ain't talking about that. I'm just saying, like, your opinion on certain shit. Like, yeah. look, our core values ain't the same, fam. Like, that's it. Our core values ain't the same. And I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hang out with you. I look at you differently now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I look at you differently now. I got to start telling niggas that shit. Our core values ain't the same. It's not, man. And uh, it's just, it's not all right, man. And this is only the first two hours of, of the surviving R. Kelly. And it's four more hours worth of shit. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, man, tune into uh This Week in Culture. Uh, I know you and Ann gonna talk about it. Uh, we record that on Sunday, so that'll be after uh, all six hours of have um have have gone and I mean, right now my notes and shit like that. It's just certain shit that it, that is making me uncomfortable with people, and like niggas be some creeps. Like in real life, niggas be some creeps, and like as sometimes you know you see you see different memes, and you see them like oh nigga that shit funny, haha. Like no nigga, you really think this way. Yeah. Like this not the this not the shtick. This not the joke. You really think this way. And like I'm no, I'm not that way, fam. And niggas be thinking it's comfortable to, to say certain shit like, no, nah, fam, I, I that's not no. <laughs> niggas, me and my sir, I don't get down like that. Yeah. And it's just so funny how people do certain things and like, well, I'm gonna separate the music from the person. No, it's all one thing. It's all one package. All right, well, let's just separate Donald Trump 
views as a person from his presidency then. Fuck it. He a racist person, but he the president. Respect the office then. Fuck it. Since you want to separate shit like that, fine. Let's respect the office of the president. Because when black people came out there and said, I'm going to respect the office of the president because it's the president, you was like, no, nah, he a person. You take that shit with him. Yeah. So is it going to keep the same energy? Keep the same. Make make the rule fair and transparent on both ends of the spectrum. I'm not cool. I can't separate the music and the man there. To me, they all encompass the same thing. He is he. This is somebody that called himself the Pied Piper of R&B for years and was still committing the same type of deviant behavior. I can't separate the two. I can't condone it. Don't play no R. Kelly music around me. I don't want to hear Step in the Name of Love. I don't want to hear kids singing I Believe I Can Fly at a kindergarten graduation. I don't want to hear none of that shit. Let me go on this. Go ahead. Let me go ahead and get this hot take out. Fucking you tonight. I don't want to hear it. Let me go ahead and get this hot take out. R. Kelly make mediocre music. Okay. And what I mean by that, I'm not saying I don't like the songs, you know what I'm saying, or didn't like the songs. They all sex songs. Like, it's literally. The majority <laughs> of his music has sexual undertones. No, fuck 95%. The, forget the undertones. I want to bump and grind. Like, look, look, I can't take credit for this. R. Kelly told y'all 23 years ago, his mind was telling him no. But his body was telling him yes. Right. He ain't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. He been getting his keys and his ignition since day one. If they seem like they're ready, he got a half on a baby. He told him to keep it on the down low or else they'll end up trapped in the closet. Nobody was paying attention. It's a good breakdown of the shit. I can't take credit for that. But like he been telling you the whole time. But like literally all the songs is super, super sexual. Like I don't like when niggas apply the genius tag to all this shit. Like what's so like? Do we know what a genius is? <laughs> I think I think the viewpoint on it is a, is a tad bit skewed. Like y'all niggas don't know what genius. Like, yes, he can play musical instruments. Albert Einstein was a fucking genius. Fucking Leonardo da Vinci was a fucking genius. From the fuck, oh nigga, I can paint and I can make shit. Like I can make flight and electric like. Those That's are, genius level. Those of are thinking. genius level. Kanye West taking some samples and slowing them bitches down and throwing them. That's not genius level shit. No. R. Kelly saying I want to fuck over a song, over some tracks that he ain't the one that made, track masters made, or Timberland made, or nigga, did you see the video from Timberland? No, I heard it, but I like it popped up in my feed right before we started recording. Like First time he met Aaliyah, he was in love with her, but he he, t- he told himself that he was too old, so I'm just going to be her big brother. Like, that shit was kind of creepy to me, though. It sounds disturbing. Shit was just kind of creepy. She's 12, 13. You know? Well, I guess this was this was when she was a little bit older, so I guess when they when they, when they he broke off the R. Kelly pack, so she might have been like 15, six, fit between what, 16 to 17-ish, 18 maybe? Nah. That shit just wild. Nah. I mean, just me as a grown man. I don't, what I, but And I will say this. I said it sounded creepy. I don't know how what age she was at when they yeah. started. It just sounded weird. I just know me and the things that I like, the things that, that interest me. Uh, a 15-year-old, like one of my daughter's friends ain't going to catch my eye, catch my attention, or keep my attention. Like it's just, I just don't understand that level of thinking. I can't, I can't, that's why I probably can't, I can't see myself going there. I just, it's beyond me and my, my level of thinking. Man. 
So, um, if you ask the shop, R. Kelly got to fucking go, dog. Yeah. I don't know how they going to do it. We got to get R. Kelly the fuck up out of here. But they got to get this nigga in they showed They showed on Spotify that his, his streams have just jumped up increasingly in the last 24 hours. That's fucked up. It is. That's really fucked up, dog. And I got people on my timeline talking about some Alexa play R. Kelly. Like, with children, though. That's the wild part about me. Like, you got children. That's just wild to me, man. Yeah. You can't say, you can lead some niggas to war, you can't make them think. Yeah, man. So, man, that's that's all I got, uh, man. Is, is that like, your you got a who's man's man, is this who's to start off the new is year? Fucking, is, is, is surviving R. Kelly. Nigga, he's the who's man's is this. Like, Fair enough. I'll take he it. He fuck around and get that bitch next week because he gonna have, it's going to be four more hours. Ain't no, ain't no telling. <laughs> ain't no telling what, what else will be revealed about R. Kelly by the time Sunday morning come around. Man. They ain't no telling. Uh, my music pick of the week, man. I'm gonna start with a with a Detroit artist, Bang Belushi. Never heard of him. Uh, he was formerly known as Shimmy Bango, one four for the Fat Killers. Oh, okay. Uh, he's putting a project. I, do, I don't know. Who, I do know who that yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's putting a project together with Middle Finger Music. The song is called "I Think I'm ODB," featuring A minus, another another talented spitter from around the city. Uh, they just dropped a visual to it. I don't know if it's if it's available on streaming platforms yet to download, but the video is on YouTube. Bang Belushi, I think I'm ODB. Yeah. Uh, that's it, man. We about to wrap this shit up, man. I got shit it's time do. for the benediction. Yeah, Dame going wild on everything that matters. Holla at me. At, tell your mama to at me and tell her to put on her pretty panties tonight. <laughs> uh, follow Shop Talk Podcast on Instagram. Follow the Shop Talk Pod on Twitter, and um. Follow Shop Talk Podcast Studios, and um, we'll be launching a a new YouTube page uh, within the next uh, week or so. It's gonna be really dope content on there. I kind of I've been recording. We've been recording video every week, but we ain't been I ain't been putting it out because the old format I just didn't like it. I don't like just recording and throwing on YouTube. It's not getting the traction, and just like that's just what everybody do. So yeah. I've been holding on the video content and. Um, Oh, we got some fire coming out the studio this year. We do. We do. A lot of good podcasts Wait to. I mean, the podcast is cool. We got a lot of good video content, though. Okay. Wait till these ciphers hit. Y'all <laughs> Funk who? They, they don't have no idea. They don't have no idea. <laughs> wait, wait till these ciphers drop, Ooh. man. Wait till these ciphers drop. I man. mean, Ge- Chef Geech gave us a taste of what's what's to come, man. Slimmy, uh, Slimmy, and uh, and Jus was in here going. Okay, nigga. I'm talking. Hey, nigga, Jus freestyle for a good five minutes straight, nigga. On point though, like it then 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 Slimmy came and hit with a. So look, it's coming. It's coming. The Shop Talk Cipher series is coming. You know what I'm saying? And guess what? Everybody can't come up here. Nah. So listen, I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but. We are Jane Dane. Hell yeah. Peace.